0: The voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo. This is Inside Sports. Sashi Mamla, the first South
1: African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside
0: the news. A really good ball. It's oh, no. the It's the the Inside the updates. Sports. As-salamu alaykum, and a very good evening. You're listening to uh, Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars as well. It has gone two minutes past eight. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh. My tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking football tonight, and my guest is the former Santos goalkeeper, Andre Bronkhorst. But before I chat to Andre, let's catch up with the latest news coming through from today. There were four games in the Premier League today. Well, one is uh, in progress, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City, 73 minutes into that. That match, it's still a one-all there. There's one later game as well. Arsenal take on Aston Villa at a quarter past. name. The match is a quarter-pass nine, and the match is completed so far. Tottenham Hotspur scoring a late goal there to beat West Brom 1-0. Leicester beating Wolves 1-0 as well. Orlando Pirates, of course, beat Kaja Chiefs 2-0 in the MTN 8 second-leg semi-final to go through 5-0 on aggregate. They'll now play Bloom Celtic in that final. The Delhi Capitals just beat the Sun Sunrisers Hyderabad a couple of minutes ago. That's the IPL qualifier. They're chasing 190 to win. Sunrisers made a good fight of it. In the end, they made 172 for eight. Kachisho Rabada amongst the wickets again, taking four for 29. So Delhi will now play Mumbai in Tuesday's final. Now Pakistan beat Zimbabwe by eight wickets in the second T20 international in Raul Pindi to win that three-match series with a game to spare. And Brad Binder finished seventh in today's Europe Grand Prix in uh, Spain. Of course, that is motor gp that race was won by spain's Joan Mr. time now to say a very good evening to andre broncos thanks for joining me tonight on voice of the cape uh, thanks for those and thanks for having me and hello to the listeners well you can also join the conversation as well you can call 21 or whatsapp 072-238-0712 for any comments just a reminder from tomorrow we have a brand new whatsapp number very easy to remember 829 0829- Nine one three nine is from tomorrow So uh, Andre, let's start with uh, right from the very beginning now where did Andre um grow up and uh, the love for football where did that start? Yeah, fellows. I
1: grew up in a place called Bonteville, actually Athlone and then we moved to Bonteville and uh, started my career with an amateur club called Blue Game Athletics and uh, yeah, I kicked off from there
0: now, I was reading, i was doing some research and I also read that uh, because of your religious background as well, there's some stage that you almost gave up uh, the game. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, we
1: came from a very religious family. Um, mother and father was still in, ch- uh, in the church and we couldn't play football. Yeah. And, you know, we one Sunday. Uh, we played the semifinals, and I left my boots at the already the saturday at, at at the grounds so that they can jump out of the church window <laughs> to go and play football. That was the passion for the football and I got to hiding after that as well <laughs> and
0: you didn 't forget that idea? no 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 I still remember today so, so then how did you get that chance to continue with your footballing career? Yes, uh, my father was a big football
1: fan, and um, yes uh, he said you can have a balanced life in yeah. you know with religion and obviously your football. And still, I do that today. i still am very involved in the church with the youth community. I belong to a is new apostolic church and um it very involved in my football on both fronts and family as well. were you always a goalkeeper? Yes, um I started as a right back uh, just one game under twelve, and then the goalkeeper who played for us. He made a huge mistake and coming. Mm-hmm. To the training um, the Tuesday, and then I stood in goals and my coach was a top referee. His name was Carter de Huda, um, uh, referee in the PSL, and uh, he saw me just diving around and things like that. He said to me, "You're gonna be a goalkeeper," <laughs> and from there it kicked off. And they say the rest is history. That's correct.
0: Now you made your debut for Santos in 1988. Just a pity; it was a couple of more years before the uh, federation uh, actually came to an end with unification around the corner. How did you get that chance to join the people's team? Yes, already in 1987,
1: at the end of the season, I started training with him. You know, there was big boys there. Even in that year, there was a keeper called Isaac Ampo. And you know the guy, Shaka Zulu, the, yeah, uh, the actor, Enrique Kelly. Yes. He was playing for Santos as well as a keeper. And then I thought, ah, I'm not ever going to come <laughs> into this team. And I trained with the team. And then fortunately, Henry Kelly he left and Ampo was still there. So I was fortunate after two weeks uh, Gulam Ali and Nazmi Badin, um, Gulam Ali, the team manager, and Nazmi Badin, the owner, said to me, Listen, you have to join the team. And it took off from there.
0: Now, we're just chatting off. Uh, were you always a Santos fan? Uh, I mean, if, if you were, then it must have been a dream to play for the team you supported.
1: Yes. Uh, My next door neighbor, his name was Stephen Hendricks. And he was one of the top defenders at Santos. I always used to go watch him and... um and I thought, nah, I'm going to make it for this team. I'm going to play for this team one day.
0: And yes, it, it came true. It happened. Now, obviously, uh, you know, as soon as you joined the team, success was there with Santos. They were dominating federation. Uh, you won a few cups, I think, in your first year. And then in '90 and '91 as well. Uh, share some of those memories with us. Yes, 1988,
1: um, the, keep, uh, the the first choice keeper was Isaac Ampo, as I spoke uh told you previously um, after one game he had to go for a sinus operation and they threw me into the deep end and I thought uh, I was only at 19 years at that age I thought oh this is my chance I'm going to make it uh. and that year he never got the chance back into the team because I played all the games we won the table that year the, the, the league and cup double and yes uh, we didn't lose one game we I think we still have the record if I'm correct um of conceding the least number of goals in the federation I'm not 100% sure but I think we only conceded 9 that season Yeah it was it was an honor and uh, then obviously 1989 Oh, there was a team called Batswood. Yeah. Oh, they came in. <laughs> and they were new boys as well. And they were, they were new boys and they were a top, top um, yeah. class amateur team. And they joined the, the FPL. And we thought, ah, this is going to be easy. Me we are going to win everything. Uh, no, but they won the treble that yes. year and they put us, you know, yes. they humbled us that yes. season. Then 1990, it was the last um, of the FPL. We won the league and cup double. We made amends. And we made history by uh, winning the last ever ever uh, FPL title and a cup. And Batsu they went on to go in the the last cup of the season as mm. well.
0: So that Santos team also had some phenomenal players. Uh, you know, we had many of the guests already in the show that played in the early 80s and stuff. But from your your the years that you've joined or you played from 88 uh, talk to us about some of these players that really shone there at at santos and really stood out
1: gee was there, there was there was a lot of players there was uh, we weren't big squads that hmm. then you know you, could, you were only allowed maybe to have like three subs and or five players on the bench not like now you have eight players or seven players on the bench and we were a very small squad so i can remember almost the whole squad but one guy that stood out to me was obviously Stephen Hendrix, that uh, my defender that got me to Santos, helped me to get my career started there. But this one outstanding player, um, Duncan Crowe. Uh-huh. You know, everybody knows yeah. Duncan Crowe, and he was our he was our player coach that season. He almost made it. To chelsea um we went for trials to chelsea and he didn't because of work permit stuff and, the, and he and was our player coach duncan Crowe. if you look at the back there was kevin valentine marco roman clive Duplessis, rashad david's uh, Kasim mohammed the midfield oh, it was very strong daryl roofles in the defense uh, desmond crowey um duncan crowy, donovan ronnie rodney taste um you can go on. You can Household names at the time. Yeah, they was the was, they was top place. Sorry, guys, if I forgot one of your <laughs> names, but uh, you're still in my heart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, of course, you stayed with them in the uh, initial years of NSL as well, but before we chat about that, we can't talk about the Federation without talking about those grounds you guys play that, and you mentioned a few of A as well. Share some of those memories. I mean, let's start off right here in Cape Town with Atlone. then we can go to Curry's Fountain and the other grounds that that really, you know, uh, stood out and you still maybe think about it now and again?
1: Yes, um, Athlone Stadium was always the home of football in Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously on the other side, it was Hartleyville. Um, but we were, there was two two leagues, like the NSL and obviously um, um, the, 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 P, the NFL, the FPL. And Athlon um, uh, has got a very special place in my heart. That, um, you know, Athlone Stadium is... I played the last game under the new lights uh, the old lights at Athlone mm. stadium and i played the first game under the new lights at Athlone wow. stadium so that was history yeah and you know that's cape town and curries fountain uh um berea where berea used to play and but coming to curry's fountain you know for three cup finals we played and we won all, uh, we won two Curry, uh, cup finals at curries fountain and two at um chestwood so that will always be a place in my heart, you know. You come to the stadium already with the bus. Uh. The people are queuing up and they're waving at you. And when you come to the grounds, it's it's packed. But let me tell you a joke about um, about um, um, Curry's Fountain. Mm-hmm. Now you always used to come up. We used to come up with our blazers yes, and, yes, and yes. our suits, and then we go sit and then we watch the the the, the curtain raiser the curtain raiser. Yeah. And we had a funny guy the I can't remember his name. I think it was Stephen Hendrix or whoever. Then he used to come up, he said, hello, Mr. Naidu." Yes. And half of the stand used to stand up and say, <laughs> you know, because half of the people said it yeah, was Naidu. Absolutely. But th- those grounds were, were were top and big, 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 big mem- memories. And I, I tell you, we had support there. We had big, The big Devonites loved yeah, you yeah, guys. We, I must say so myself. Yeah, no, it was top. They You used to feel like a... You know, uh, like a hero there when you walk there.
0: No, absolutely. And then obviously post-Federation, uh, it was the dawn of the new era, unification upon us. Santos, one of the teams that moved into the then NSL, you were fortunate to go with them. Uh, share some of those moments with us with your a uh, couple of years that you spent with Santos in the
1: NSL. Yeah, first of all, I have a uh, have uh, thought and uh, and uh, for Betu who didn't make it, you mm-hmm. know, I really thought they were also going to join us there, yeah. and I've got a soft spot for them because they were a good team. But then they took most of the teams that belong in the league, mm-hmm. like like uh, you know all these Rangers, Real, thug, the Real and yeah. so on. And we were the only team that were not relegated that season, yeah. and all the other teams unfortunately uh, were relegated, and we stayed. And yes, it was it, it was tough. We played against Kaiser Chiefs. I remember the Orlando Pirates. You know, we had some players in our team. Um, I'll just name a few names like Kamal Said, um, Arashad Daniels and yeah. young players. Yeah. Whenever we used to play against Kaiji Chiefs or Land of Pirates, when we walk out of the tunnel, they will look at these guys up and they will stare at them and they look at their boots and things like that. Yeah, I'm playing against Dr. Kamalo now <laughs> and I'm playing against Ace Kuzi. Yeah. And, you know, they forgot that they also players that we're going to play. Now we have to win the game. But yeah. it was, yeah, it was good. And we also made a... Uh, uh, final appearance against um, Tata Bucks mm-hmm. and the Coca Cola. We, we had Booby and Billy Anderson as joint coaches, and um, and we lost unfortunately um, against them three one against Nigel Dixon, um, the Boughey brothers, mm. Brandon Augustine. Uh, but we had most of our core of our players that came from the federation in the team, in the squad as well.
0: And surely there must have been also some players that gave you a hard time as well, maybe, uh, you know, scored a few goals against you. Um Anyone that you can remember that really gave the, you a hard time yeah, or the, a few of them?
1: There was a few of them, like Eugenia Gallas from Batswood, Peter Lowe. Um, yeah, there were so many, you know. Um, you know I, I don't want to remember their names. Uh, <laughs> i rather not, but because they scored... But i also saved a lot of their goals but there yeah. was quite a few players i can't out single anyone out you know but there was quite a few strikers
0: what was the rival Kilo Hussein, sorry. Kilo Hussein. Kilo Hussein. yusuf Hussein, yeah. from yes, ben
1: rangers now that guy scored in one of the finals he scored a cracker yeah. i'm still looking where the ball is still yeah. up to today you know but i made a means for it. and in the final the, um against manning Rangers, there was a guy peter Lowe, close range um, the score was still 1-0 and I made a top save and after that save we scored two goals and we won the final Um, uh,
0: before we talk about your retirement uh, I just wanted to touch about the uh, the rivalry between you guys and Batsworth you know obviously they they were late entries into the FPL Um, rather sad I thought maybe they would have come in a bit earlier because FPL was on the verge of of uh, of closing down what was that rivalry like between Santos and Batswood? Um, obviously, the matches here at the Athlone Stadium. No,
1: I can tell you the rivalry was very big. It was big. You know, um, Amateur Football Federation, they were a top, top amateur team coming into the... They had top players, Deep Abrams, um, Vincent Barnes, the mm. cricketer, yeah. you know, um, um, your Royston Liddell, um Roger Lings they had top players the rivalry was was, was fierce it was fierce and uh, you know it was like there was no um, I like you and there was no things like that we go and play the game and you know after that we if we greet one another uh, it was a bonus you know but the rivalry was very very fierce and like I said, it was just, I'm just glad that we <laughs> were the last team that ever, ever, ever won the FPL league title.
0: Now, just just out of curiosity, have you kept any of those memorabilia that you won with the Santos in the Federation and uh, the trophies and stuff like that? You know, um,
1: I've got everything, wow. everything, everything. Pictures, and medals, trophies, everything. I frames, photos, I've uh-huh. framed it up. I've got everything
0: of them. Fantastic. Um, not ma- A few years into the NSL, then you decided to call it quits, am I correct? Yes, that um,
1: I actually had a, a very bad knee injury. And, um, you know, the doctor told me, um, you're never going to kick a ball again. And I, it was tough for me. And then I retired. And then after the knee healed and I played for an amateur club called Moonlighters, where we won the league as well. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I said, no, I have, I'm going to go um, I'm going to retire until I got a, a call one day from Afzal Khan mm-hmm. and, and Duncan Crowe and Bubis Solomon, who was joint coaches. To come and do the goalkeepers, to become a goalkeeper coach. And then my goalkeeping coaching career started, uh, took off again.
0: And obviously we're going to touch a lot on that now because when you say took off, it really did take off. I mean, uh, goalkeeper, when they won the league, I think in 2000, when when Santos won the league, uh, that must have been a huge highlight for you.
1: Yes, it was a top highlight. Just before that, um, um, the year before that, Clive Barker uh, was the coach. We won the Bob Save. Mm -hmm. And uh, we beat um, Sundowns in the final, 1 um, Andre Aronso was the goalkeeper. I coached that day. He came back from Fulham. Uh, the funniest thing about we played at FNB Stadium, and we uh, we played um, the curtain raiser. We played the we in the final, but we played a curtain raiser for Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates.
0: So the final was a curtain raiser <laughs> a curtain to curtain
1: the Soweto raiser. Derby? That's correct, yeah. Wow. But that was good also for, to bring the crowd in. Mm. And it was a plus for us, um, actually, afterwards we realised it was a plus for us, because after we scored the goal against Sundown's Tyron Arnso, he scored and the whole pirates and chiefs' fans were behind us uh-huh. not supporting sundown so of course so we were happy for that that was the year before that the 2000 when we won the league and um yes so gordon came on board i was still goalkeeper coach and yeah i was blessed um, to have worked with a guy like andre are you know the guy is so professional you know he works his socks off we used to train after training extra 15 20 minutes before training and um you went on actually to win psl player of the year not only mm-hmm. goalkeeper of the year but mm-hmm. player player of the player of the year that year and yeah it, it was an amazing experience winning the league title and yeah you coach a guy you know um to win psl player of the year
0: now, fantastic we're going to touch more about your 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 spells as the uh, goalkeeper coach we're just going to take a quick ad break and we'll come back we'll continue <laughs> this is Inside Sports. Assalamualaikum. Just gone twenty three minutes past eight. You You're listening to Inside Sport? My guest tonight is the former Santos goalkeeper Andre Broncos. Now, Andre, just before the break, we were talking about your your, your some of your highlights, but we're going to touch now with your spells with the other teams that you were goalkeeper coach for. I've just got a a. Um, a comment or a question here from one of the listeners read one he says hi andre hope you well with all these great goalkeepers in in cape town and in the area what is your take on the goalkeepers in cape town in the last five years
1: yeah cape town used to be the cluster the the capital of the goalkeepers in south africa you know you andre Arons, uh, deep abrams Farouk abrams and you can go on and you can go on you know um, yes, there is some development coaches who's doing goalkeeper coaching, and, but I think the talent um, is, is not as, as, as much as we had in the past, but it's, it's something that we have to work on very hard. Because there's a lot of foreign keepers coming into taking over our goalkeeper uh, positions here in 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 South Africa in, in Cape Town as well, as well, and uh, this is something we really need to work with. And but I will speak to you later about something we I'm busy with, and I'm happy that a guy like Farouk Abrams is also mm. doing it, and I'm also having my own goalkeeping academy, and we want to change this, you know, so that we can bring the best uh, the, the best keepers that we used to have in the past back into the fore and into the future.
0: Now, you were very successful as a goalkeeper coach. We started off with Santos, then uh, I believe you had spells with Ajax, Bloom Celtic as well. And of course, I mean, the pinnacle of it all would be with Bafana Bafana for quite a few games, including some World Cup qualifiers as well. Talk, uh, talk to us about some of those highlights as your career as a goalkeeper coach. Yeah, uh, then after
1: we won the league at uh, Santos, Gordon, he took me with to Ajax, um, where I worked uh, with also one of the top keepers, Muneeb Josephs. Mm. Um, there was a keeper called Calvin Marlin there, and he was number one. And he just won Player of the Year for Ajax the year before. And now, obviously, uh, Calvin was on his way to Mamelodi Sundowns, and I was sitting with Muneeb Josephs there. What a character, what a guy to work with, you mm-hmm. know, he's one of the characters that you can have work with, because they say, oh, goalkeepers are crazy. <laughs> uh, I think I'm also a little bit crazy. <laughs> but um, that year, they called him slim cut, and Ajax were almost relegated and this guy saved us week in week out week in week out like sometimes we used to i said to him Munip, do me a favor let us even if we lose let us just lose one no uh. you know not three because then the goal difference is gonna be gonna count against us at the end of the season and they called him slim slim cut that season and he went on to win psl players player of the year that year and then we went on um, um the second year with with uh, ajax um we strengthened the team we got four congolese guys in there mobiala look like Kanko these guys all played for the national team in congo and um yes we finished second on the the log that year and it, it was very tough i think um, Chief, chiefs just edged us you know and and we qualified for the champions league um we, we played against um raja casablanca al Akhle all these top keepers like you know one of the best keepers i've ever played again um, um, i've ever seen in my life was al-hadri from from al-akhli this guy was top, and um, fortunately he gave me actually one of his jerseys after the game and we qualified for the last uh, group stages of the the africa cup uh, that year in the last four and then things didn't out work out with Gordon and then Mushin came in. And, but uh, just that one year, um, the first year at Ajax as well, we lost in the EPSA Cup final against Santos. Old rivals mm. got back there. Athlone Stadium was packed. Yeah. Athlon Stadium was packed. Uh, but that uh, final, um, they beat us 2-0 Santos and but it was nice to see Santos had most of the support on that on on, on that field. Ajax had only one portion, and they they used just saw yellow and a little bit of red. And um, then um, Mushin came in to 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 Ajax. Um, we lost in the the Talcom Cup final against Platinum Stars. But then we went on um, to win the the EPSA Cup final. And Hans Funk was in the goals uh, for us that time. Uh, we never conceded one goal in the EPSA Cup. And Hans Funk was uh, voted um, player of the EPSA Cup. Then obviously things went on. At all these clubs I stayed for long. I oh. played like either for five years or six years or seven years. And I stayed at Ajax for about six years and before that at Santos for seven years as a coach goalkeeper coach and as a player as well and then I moved to Bloemfontein Celtic um, where I started working with a team and then I started working with this uh, Cameroonian Patrick Tindem and we won the Talcom Cup and um, he won PSL goalkeeper of the year that year so yeah there was a lot of accolades um, where I could help i, I I hope and prayed I played a part mm. and i 'm you know in these guys um and i 've got lots of respect for them and they 've got lots of respect for me. we 're still in touch with one another. Andre sent me some messages Munip, patrick and all these guys still and then um after we won the the Telkom Cup, I got a call from the national team from the um, that i I was called up to become the goalkeeper coach, and I thought it was just like for a for one game. Mm and uh, it was for a friendly game against senegal um sadie mani um he was in that team for senegal we drew that game no no and then there was world cup qualifiers um, and itumalin was struggling with his game just before that um, that year you know um, there was a lot of problems with him off the field and on the field and i was sitting outside his hotel room um, and i said to him sit, he wanted to stand up i said to him sit down um, i'm coming here to help you you know um and said coach um yes i have a little bit of difficulties at my club and in personal life and things said i'm i'm coming here to help you and the team did well the the national team we didn't score goals it was a big problem with the national team and but also we didn't concede goals and that same season after Cooney won all the accolades, he won play of the year, won PSL player of the year, goalkeeper of the year, everything. He gave me a call, he said, Coach, can you remember that day when you were sitting down in my hotel um at my outside my hotel door and you spoke to me, I will help you. That actually changed my whole life that that season. And yes, I was blessed also to play against um Ivory Coast with Solomon Kalou. Um Didier Drogba didn't make the squad, mm-hmm. but all these top players, yeah. uh, you know, they came down in the Nelson Mandela Challenge. Munipos in that game, uh, played in that game, and we drew 1-1. Um, there was a gold medal of Nelson Mandela, and there was a platinum medal. Now, because we were the host, we had to take the, the, platinum. the platinum, and I wanted to really <laughs> that gold, you know. But I was grateful and thankful yeah. I've still got the medal just to see Nelson Mandela's face yeah. on there. Yes, so I was two seasons with um, with the national team. It was straight after the World Cup when the Brazilian coach obviously left, Carlos Pereira, and then um, Pizzo took the, the team over. And I was working with Pizzo for two years, and then obviously Steve Compella came on board as well. Um, for a couple of games. But the World Cup qualifiers, um, we played against, um, you know, teams and but we couldn't score goals. So we didn't qualify because there was too many draws. There was just draws, draw, draws. And unfortunately, after two years, played two and a half years, it was I was also not with the national team anymore. New people came in. Gordon Egerson yeah. came in and so on.
0: No, that's fantastic. But you mentioned Pitzer and we've, we've seen his record now as a coach of Mammalody Sundowns and obviously now coaching. Uh, one of the biggest teams in Africa, Al-Akhli. What was it like working with uh, Pizzo? Pizzo is a
1: top, top coach, top man management, you know. Um, Each and every one of us has got our responsibilities. In the national team, he will ask this guy to say his thing, and, you know, me, I will have to cover all the goalkeeping department, but he is very open with us, you know. He wants, he likes to steal ideas. And you know why Pizzo is so successful in Africa? Because he loves Africa, he mm. don't. He don't. It's, it's like for him to go to a poor African country is like a joy, mm. just to see people how they live. He will go. He will with the national team. He will ask him, like, "Can we leave like four days or five days before the time?" And can you remember when Peto won the African uh, African Cup with with Sundowns. They yeah. they also went um, on a camp for three weeks to prepare that season mm. to win the Champions League. Yeah. So Peto was one of the. One of the top coaches I've I was blessed to be working working with,
0: and and obviously you mentioned some of these guys that you had the p- p- privilege of coaching and working with Andre Aronson, and Joseph, Hans Fong. Uh, did you work with the guys like Shwee Walters as well? Yes. Uh, that must be special to see. Uh, you know, being being from Cape Town, so a lot of these guys that you've you've touched their careers in a way as well because <laughs> you've, you've, you 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 worked with them. Um, it helped them, obviously, you know, international. We know Andre played in England uh, for Oxford and for Fulham. We know Munib have a, had a top career. Uh, Shoabe Walters, Maritzburg United. Uh, I think he was also with Bufana as well, if That's I'm not correct. mistaken. So it must be a special feeling. Of course, we know Hans Funk as well.
1: Okay. Yes, uh, Shoabe Walters. Sorry, I forgot his name. <laughs> when I came to, I worked at, with Shoabe at a very young age. Mm. Already he was on trial at Santos. And then at Dunfant Celtic, he was there. And there was um a story actually written by Rodney Reines, um twenty ten. Um goalkeeper coach has got three of his charges at the World Cup. Mm. So it was so his former charges, it was Shui Boltis, Patrick Denim and 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 Mundee Joseph at the twenty ten World Cup. Yeah, so it Shuai was also one of the best keepers, the yeah. one that can drop a ball, go uh, you know, yeah. in, in this Cape Town he was stopped with that.
0: No, fantastic, and and of course, uh, you mentioned Rodney Reyners. So it just came to mind. He was also part of that Santos team, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: him and Donny on the wings was top. Donny on the one side, and Rodney Reyners, uh, speedy Gonzalez is down the the, the wings.
0: Um, must be also a very proud moment for you to having uh, played a part, like I said, with all these uh, these goalkeepers, and then, of course, quitting uh, or leaving Bafana Bafana, and then starting your own academy. And now, also, I need to congratulate you first of all uh, on being uh, drafted in into the Cape Town Spurs setup, um, because IX now is now Cape Town Spurs, still based at Inkamva, and you are the new goalkeeper coach. Am I correct? Yeah, that's
1: correct. Uh, just we, before I go there, before I retired, um, um, I was with the team called Stellenbosch, and uh, we won the the the, um, the league there and the NFD. The, NFT, the yeah. NFD. The And yes, obviously uh, we parted ways. I still don't know why, but <laughs> life goes on. That's football. Yeah. And um, and I wish them all the best, still. and they're doing well in the PSL. And um, and then I started, I decided, ah, listen, I had enough now. I had enough. And I um, started my own academy um, in association with, with Kelser
0: of a football club. Andrea, I'm just going to stop you there. We're just going to take a quick uh, break for the Azan and then we'll continue after this. Thank you. This is Inside Sports. Asalaamu Alaikum, welcome back to Inside Sport. Just gone 10 to 9. My guest tonight is the former Santos goalkeeper, Andre Broncos. Now, Andre, we're chatting about uh, obviously your academy, but before that, off air, we were talking about your strengths which we we didn't cover a little bit on uh, earlier on. Uh, just quickly touch a little bit about what was your strength as a goalkeeper. I mentioned shot stopping, positioning. You said you were all-rounder.
1: Yes, I was actually good all-round coming for crosses um, and, you know, shot stopping. But I think one of my biggest things was that's why I installed that in my goalkeepers today. It's when the players, the opposition get behind our defence, there's a lot of goalkeepers that give up no i don't give up mm. um they call me last man standing um because when you're last man standing that doesn't mean the ball is now beaten. all your, d- your 10 players in front of you it's gonna beat you Um i stay as long as possible on my feet i watch the ball and i've made many many
0: saves like that in my career so an upcoming goalkeeper who might be listing you know for one-on-ones yeah uh what you were good at that. What would be your advice to the young goalkeeper yeah. out there? Stay as long as possible on your feet.
1: Don't make, um, uh, don't commit to to the player, because if you're going to commit to the player, uh, you're going to go to the one side. He's going to it's going to be easy for him to place the ball. And watch, you keep your eye on the ball. And as soon as he get an extra touch or whatever, then you go close him down. So when he looks up again, then you're on top of him, then it's going to be difficult for him to place the ball past you.
0: Fantastic. Now, I believe you spent a few weeks at Rx Amsterdam, and you've got a beautiful story to tell. So... Please, share your story with us, with uh, your few weeks at Rx Amsterdam.
1: Yes, um, before, uh, John Kometus came to me one day, when he was still chairman, he said to me, I was busy at the training with the juniors, and he said to me, listen, um, you're going to Amsterdam, you and Ian Garoa, and uh, two players, Nazir Ali, and Clifford Nongobeni, for four weeks. Uh, you're going to learn a little bit there and see what they what they do there. I was ecstatic. Mm. and." Uh, you know um i just want to tell you a joke and um i went to my pastor and he announced it in front of the congregation (sighs) listen i wish you all the best you're going to amsterdam but there's one place that you're not going to in amsterdam <laughs> and that is the red light district sorry you know and yeah i said i didn't even know what was the red light district because i'm not interested you know. so i went to amsterdam and then this one sunday morning um i was looking for a church you know and uh, i couldn't find a church so we decided to go to to have breakfast the, the team manager of ix amsterdam he came to fetch us he said listen we're going for breakfast and um we came there and the one coach said to me no, listen he is going to the this red light district i said no i'm not going i'm sticking to my rules uh. and uh, me and the manager we went to go break uh go sit in one of the restaurants now the one of their favorite meals is croquette um it's like a almost like a bourreau roll with some stuff on there but that is like the and then i was sitting in and you know who came in there um Ruth
0: and
1: uh, his wife. Um, now, she's the sister of Johan Cruyff. And uh, we were sitting there. He was, he just came to sit there and he was chatting to me the whole time. And he just asked, How's Mr. Mandela doing? <laughs> because you remember when he won his award um, yeah. for Africa, uh, for a European player yeah. of the world player of the year? He donated, obviously, to, yeah. to Mr. Mandela. And yes, that was one of the most. Best things um, i 've ever experienced in my life, but talk about the training um at at the comfort, um, um, at um, they call it the campfire, yeah? but they it 's called the Tukums um their training ground like about fifteen fields Archie um, oh, was all fantastic fantastic setup. <laughs> fantastic setup and um you know the coaches there was like we used to play um after training with some of the coaches there the junior coaches the assistant coaches Frank de Boer ronald de Boer. Um, Aaron Winter um, you know all these um, Arnold Muren that played for Manchester yeah. United all these top uh, then we used to play Edgar Davids mm-hmm. um, and me and the coach was in the middle uh, yeah we were there almost for when they played this rondos you know they call it Hershey, where they stand around and you stand in the middle Yeah, we gee, we were there in for about 10 minutes <laughs> and every time they kick the ball through your legs you know, when they kick the ball through your legs then they call it panna Um, that means um, we've scored past through your legs now and then yeah. but there's so many there was this one guy that every time we came to watch the juniors when we sat in the the canteen now nobody knows this when Ajax were on top of the years everybody heard about Johan Cruyff Johan Cruyff Johan Cruyff Cruyff. that time when Ajax were like top but there was this other guy that came in every day with his suit and things and I asked uh, some of the people who one day who is this guy and this was the Jacques Swart he was the 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 other winger uh, of that successful um, Ajax team mm. um that was the, the highlights but the biggest highlight I had, um um at Amsterdam the goalkeeper coach's name was Fred Grimm. and his wife gave birth so we went on paternity leave so the coach came to me that um is, um the coach came to me said to me um, listen, we've got a problem. We don't have. I think it was Ronald Koeman, the coach. Then we've got a problem. We don't have a goalkeeper coach, so you must take the the goalkeepers. You, uh, <laughs> he was. I said you're gonna take. I went over to my hotel room. I prepared everything, and you know it was the goalkeeper that played in the final um, for again year 2010. His name was Martin Stecklenberg yes. and I had to coach him. Um, that lost in the final against mm-hmm. Spain. Um, but thank God I came through that for three days. Um, you know, if you if you if you had to serve a kick a ball bad, that people they were tough. They they will call you name, coach. No, 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 not like that. Uh, but I came through flying colors, and I'm grateful for that. But that is for some of the experiences. Yeah. That,
0: that I, must have been a phenomenal experience. I mean, just hearing that for a few minutes, you know, that's something that people dream of, really. You know, to get to that, and uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, you've got an academy. Um, Just share a little bit about where your academy is based, uh, number of uh, players or possible goalkeepers that you work with on a daily basis. Yes, I started this
1: academy with Kales River Amateur Football Club um, in partnership with them um, because of the field usage and also to work with their their boys. It started off last year, uh, November, and then there was like, say, 30, 40 Altogether, I've got on my database about 60, but due to COVID, I couldn't Mm. train, you know, and then I started training two, three. A few of the boys that's got potential there, it's funny, it's... um, They've, their names is Arno Tando and Tando.
0: okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's a Daniel uh, Denton and a few others as well they share but you know um, at the moment there's about 60 on the database so when once everything is going to go yeah. um, we will we will push on
0: we will once push we're on. back to some normality that, that's yeah. great and of course congratulations once again uh, appointed as the goalkeeper coach of Cape Town Spurs uh, hopefully we'll see them back in the in the PSL uh, have you guys started your work already Yes, I started
1: uh, three weeks ago. Um, we we're very busy with our pre preseason. We had two friendlies against Cape Town All Stars over the weekend. Friday we drew 1-1, and against Cape Moya 1-1. Yeah, we we've got a very young team with a few couple of experienced players, but uh, it's promising and and yeah, hopefully um, with my success that I had in the past, and hopefully I can be of benefit and to help. To, to Cape Town's Spurs And well.
0: hopefully we'll see some more goalkeepers coming through to the hands of uh, Andre Broncos. On that note, uh, Mr. Broncos, thanks for chatting to me tonight and all the best to you uh, back home. I hope you enjoyed another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From Ifiro Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.